Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Everybody, welcome to Fear the Saturday Morning Serial. Welcome back. Welcome back, dear listeners. Uh, we know we've been gone for a while, and uh, you probably forgot, but now you know. <laughs> I just uh, how every one of our last three shows have been. We haven't been on in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's becoming the pattern. <laughs> I know. Which I think actually dates all the way back to our very first, or I guess technically our very second episode. I'm actually wearing the shirt from our last show right now. Because <laughs> you haven't changed your clothes. This is a reunion yeah. show is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's our so, monthly welcome back yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, I think uh, we're going to make a commitment. More content from same here on time, out. Same thing we do every episode. <laughs> we want you to know this is how consistent we are. Mm-hmm. We're, well, you, get, you get one show a month and a promise to do better. It's like a creative rehab. We promise to do better every time. Well, I'm going to give you one of them little chips, you know, 30 days, <laughs> right. 20 days. Like This one goes down. Uh, Given you know the you know because it's not yeah. really a, we're not trying to reward you for taking long here yeah we're not yeah. taking all twelve steps no we're just, uh, <laughs> all right now listen gentlemen if we're done kicking ourselves in the balls anyway I am Dan Grimshay hosting here joining me as you could probably win if you bet money on it Marky say hey Marky I made it and uh, also the prop bet Johnny Heck chime in buddy hey to the yo. All right, so here we are. We are just uh, to set the scene, mise-en-scene, if you will. We are uh, just post-WonderCon. Yeah, we're still moist from WonderCon. We're still, we're still wiping that wonder <laughs> off us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and coming up this Sunday, April 15th, we've got a big AMC Walking Dead event where we have the big anticipated finale of The Walking Dead you guys remember this old zombie show? <laughs> yeah, the greatest show on cable. I'm or biggest show. Yeah. I've heard of biggest, it. <laughs> yeah, biggest show. Biggest. We'll get to yeah. greatest versus biggest differences. I did say in greatest. Time. I don't know but if I meant that. But this Sunday's a big deal because this is uh, the their actual finale. Yes. You know they do two every year, but this is like the real one before it comes back in uh, October or whatever for Halloween. It is the premiere of. Fear the Walking Dead. Get this, everybody. The there's another Walking Dead show out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're still walking. And they're still dead. <laughs> That's right. And, and it's, called, it's called Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, brand new, I think. 
just coming out, right? Oh, no, you no, would, you would, you would, you would think. Uh, I know that, that's season. being mean. This is the fourth season premiere, mm-hmm. but immediately after this super hyped, biggest cable show in history, season finale. Exactly. Seconds later, after whatever insane cliffhanger they're throwing at your sheep masses this year. They pick it up moments later with Fear the Walking Dead, the counterpart, um, uh, you know, non-talk show format. Yeah. There's... It's actually in the universe of The Walking Dead, out in the West Coast, different circumstances, but the same zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it's actually more of a – this has more to do with us here on the West Coast. I I do get the feeling that if a zombie apocalypse happened – we would have a harder time on the West Coast than they do on the East Coast. They have trees and water over there. Yeah. We are fucked on the West Coast. We but can't we still, can't drink the ocean water. Still, no winter. No snow. That's yeah. worth it. Because uh, 125 degrees is way better with no water. Well, listen, I tell you what. Actually, I remember the like the premiere of the second season, I was waiting to see if The Walking Dead let the Georgia winter, like, kill them I off. Know. Well, that's what they, did. Like, that's be what so they cool. did in the comics. Yeah. See? There you go. That It was almost well, implanted in my head, but I did think, They like, didn't well, kill them off, but uh, that's actually, like, a, uh, there's, like, this little story where they all go to, like, this, like, this, like, um, this, like, little town, and it's, like, all fenced off or whatever, and everything is just empty it's there's snow everywhere or whatever and they think that they're fucking safe it's just that all the zombies are frozen oh and so, so as soon as, soon they, as they, they melt thaw, yeah, it, like they, next spring just, uh, all these dead rides that seems kind of nice like you get all winter like you can go, i know you can go sledding you just gotta, and stuff <laughs> have, a ha- have a christmas yeah like three four <laughs> months out of the year no zombies that was great you, why they should see, have that and on again the on the west coast you get zombies you wouldn't all have, yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be the entire time. Yeah, it's brutal out here. You know, they like, would probably be pretty self-righteous and lazy zombies. Well, and that's what happens I think naturally so. to the populace. <laughs> they get plastic surgery. To <laughs> fix their droopy cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this is what attracted me to the – sorry, you want to – <laughs> you, yeah, you want to talk about zombies lining up for plastic surgery in that's Hollywood? Fine, we can do that. I love that image, but no, yeah. let's just go on. Uh, that's what attracted me to Fear the Walking Dead originally. Um, unlike everybody else at this table, I actually do have some experience watching Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, that's and- actually, before we go any further, it seems fair to point out where everybody at this table sits on the Walking Dead franchise. Why period. not? Okay. All right, Marky, you are. Though you're not quite appointment viewing anymore. You're right. never more than like uh, a few episodes back Correct. on at least The Walking Dead. Right? I do I do try to meet specific milestones mm. because of spoilers and whatnot. So you're planning on being caught up by this Sunday? Yes. Or at least I have a social media lockdown until mm-hmm. I am. Oh. And I will do that. Like, I'll just disappear. That's you true. Know. Well, yeah, you don't have... Unless someone at the airport's like, oh, did you fucking hear about Negan? Holy shit. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to hear about it. You uh, know? But you know the odds are way higher the longer Monday I morning. Wait. Well, If yeah, you're in an yes, airport yes. this Monday morning, you, someone will some blurt news, it out. If, or you will see enough headlines on the silent CNN channel at the airport bar. If I open up Twitter you can pick, and... You'll face it. If I open up Twitter on Monday morning without having watched it and it's like mm-hmm. hashtag... 
Negan killed Grimes. It's going to get on the plane. The captain's going to be like, uh, uh, we're at uh, 35,000 feet, and uh, Rick Grimes died last night. <laughs> now, we're going to be in Orlando in about two hours. Thank so you. it's all on me now. What would you guys think about the show? <laughs> I think it's like there's a statute of limitations when it comes to spoilers. Yeah, there's you a said rule. you got like 24, 48 hours where – there's a pseudo block up. You, yes. Yeah. You have to take it upon yourself as those that saw it to shut the fuck up about it mm. for at least 24 hours, no talk. Even articles and blogs will be like, Dude, oh, reaction to that shocking twist or reaction that. to what happened in the finale. But yeah. we were talking about this before. Um, AMC actually fucked the West Coast fans once when um, on The Walking Dead, who was the uh, blonde girl? Um, it was like Maggie's sister. Yep. She goes tits up in this hospital, right? And as soon as the East Coast feed aired, their Facebook page had, like, this memoriam for her. Yep. And, like, Daryl's wow. carrying her. And, no, granted, if I'm on Facebook after this show airs on the West Coast, shame on me. But, dude, come on. I mean, yeah, I immediately unfollowed and haven't followed them since. But I go into the similar kind of lockdown, like, just stay away. And probably back at AMC, there was a little, like, last-minute discussion between two groups at the production office. Like, no, we can't put that on. Like, no, we need to cash in on it. No, we, I believe. Th th every minute counts in social media, and they made the wrong choice. I believe that that conversation happened after the fact, mm -hmm. is that they had these two departments, and somebody went and posted it on Facebook all hell breaks loose, uh, and they're like, oh, listen, you guys, let's have a meeting. <laughs> Wait to hold off on all that. They should call moratoriums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that's what needs to happen on all spoilers. We can agree 24 yeah. hours, big, don't big say anything. studio movies have been practicing that for yes. a long time. Don't say anything. Mm -hmm. no. Within 48 hours, informed consent, <laughs> spoiler warnings of anything you're going to talk about. Uh, see, I this after is, a week in social media, I think you is the higher you raise the bar, or the more you ask of the public, it just makes it a juicier target for trolls. Well, there was. Um, so I don't think you're ever going to win that fight. But anyway, getting back to it, Marky, you have slipped just below appointment viewing with this. Correct. But you're still at least for the big milestones. Like I will. The, the I will catch finales up and stuff. You yep. are at least within like uh, live plus one day or two days. You know, like the internet lingo. Yeah. You you know you got it on TiVo. You're gonna watch it very soon. But you're going to be very aware that you're walking in a pop culture minefield exactly. from Monday morning until you I'm see still, it. I'm still investing in The Walking Dead, I think is what the point is. Yeah. yeah. Now, Johnny Heck, would you characterize yourself as like caught up to like last season? Are you vested? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Marky in the way that I have, um, I'm caught up to like the last few episodes. They're on the DVR, but I haven't seen last week's, so I'm going to watch a couple too. But, you know, I think I've maybe missed one early in the season, and I just watched the next one. So I'm not like, oh, it's Sunday at 6 o'clock. i got to watch the show. Now it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, all right, I'll watch it. It's, it's or not like two, three, four weeks later. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So it's not so like it which, used to be. I'm slipping. Which is maybe in the middle of the season where Marquee could get to. But now are, do you plan on being all caught up? for the finale Sunday and watch it at 8 o'clock? I don't know. You know, honestly, I mean, I still like the show, but it, I just don't have that, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know, what's this? Because I just feel like we've been here before, man. In the last season's finale, it was the same 
kind of story, battling against Negan, and then there was no resolution. And I granted, I'm sure there's going to be resolution one way or the other this Sunday. They, man, they, I'm sure. Yeah, I they felt like certainly promised us that. But I, they punched that card for me last year, dude. So it's they had the fucking tiger last year. That was sick. Yeah, R.I.P. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. But anyway, just to gauge your level now, and and I want you to be honest with me here. I'm sure you'd like to dance around it. Sure. Have you been watching Fear the Walking Dead? I watched about half the first season. Okay. Yeah. Um, then I just floated floated away. I mean, I was intrigued, but then I just it was a lot of more of the same. Some of the some of the overall gripes I have with the Walking Dead, it just translated into fear, and I just I'm like I'm already on this road, man. I'm already kind of in misery land with a group of people. I can't like get emotionally invested into another yeah, group. You don't want to put more people on that emotional life raft oh, that yeah. the Walking Dead likes to keep their people on. Yeah, it's like a um, Viking funeral. They're they're all going out <laughs> in a flaming boat. And not to mention it's a prequel. And I just It's not a prequel. It, it takes place years before no, it a couple of years it absolutely does. It's I, the same thing. It's, it's not at the same time. It takes place Well, years. I think the premiere the, of their show was the exact same time as the premiere of The Walking Dead, yeah. but then they slowed it down. It's the same it's the same time because now Morgan's going to go over there. But Morgan goes there during that gap of The Walking Dead. Like Fear the Walking Dead season 1 episode 1 takes place as the zombie apocalypse starts when Rick was in his hospital. And that happened, and they're on their fourth season, so just kind of do the math that way. So it takes place before, and that's why yeah. Morgan's there, but that's before he's back at the Rick Tatorship. So, it's, it's so Morgan cool goes all, after his son dies, he goes all the way to the West Coast in a in, They're in not an on apocalypse? the West Coast anymore. They got on a boat into Mexico, and they're all... And they ended up on the East Coast? Or are they Columbus? I'm not, I haven't watched the goddamn show. Well, because you're I just mean, making shit up. That's you just got to paddle your way up the Colorado <laughs> River. How does Morgan get to Mexico? And you know, know, Atlanta. Mexico. I don't know where they're at now, but... Well, they were in L.A. Right, that's so, where it started. So they can't be far from there. Have you watched the show? Well, okay. So I think we're <laughs> okay. okay see, wait, I, I'm let's, starting to think. No, 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 I'm still. Yeah, no, we're getting to me next. Okay, all right. Okay, Go here's on. where I am. Uh, uh, as a viewer, loved The Walking Dead. Watched it. It was appointment viewing for me for like the first, say, three and a half, four seasons. Uh, and then after that, I started letting them pile up until I realized I had let almost an entire half season, and I missed the finale, and it got ruined for me. I think it had just taken me so long to catch up that I was like, well, I don't really want to now, and I lost the season. I'll pick up the thread soon. Was that the one where and Shane it, dies? Uh, no, 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 way after that. No, it was, was after like that? A, a, a Glenn, I think, though I didn't actually make it to that. Oh, okay. All right. That's a big moment. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's, I think, uh, I, like I woke up one day, got on Facebook, and someone was saying, oh, my God, Glenn's dead. And I was like, oh, wait, was it? Glenn, was it the finale? Was it? Oh my God! I've I haven't actually watched an episode in six months. Well, he had a fake death and then a real. One. I don't know anything yeah. about that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very yeah. much, Johnny yeah. Hex, but I don't yeah. care. I forgot about the yeah. fake death. Yeah, my point being, and live somehow. Yeah. yeah, none of that. I missed all of that. So by the time it occurs to me to catch up, I feel like it's such a burden. And personally, I just at this point, I don't care about spoilers, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's so pervasive in social media and just the pop culture world that I know enough about the characters to say, yeah, sure, Walking Dead, I know what it is. 
never seen a minute of Fear of the Walking Dead. Not that I am offended by the idea of it, but I don't think I'm ever going to get into that. So these are the uh, these are the the viewpoints you're hearing here. Yeah, there's uh, it's it's worth it's worth pointing out that like there's uh, as these two shows are kind of going on, I think Johnny is totally right in that there's just they're so dire, they're so heavy, and they're it's hard viewing sometimes, you know you, and you get emotionally attached to these to these people. Um, the moment there's going to be a couple of these moments that are that are, you know, different paths, you know, north and south, and where these shows take different, totally different, you know, ways. And uh, in The Walking Dead, I used to watch it with my wife, and she was into it. Yeah. And she, like, you know, all she's all into Daryl and Rick. She's all into yeah. Rick, and she was so into it. And, and you guys were probably sitting down together, at, like, 8 o'clock yeah, on it. Sunday yeah. when it came or, out. Or even or on... Or it was, like a, like, a regular date. Or yeah, exactly. This is something that, is what... that we both did. But after seeing Glenn get his head bashed in with his eyeball hanging out with the baseball bat, she never recovered from it. And she just stopped watching. Yeah. And I think a lot of people a lot of people, a lot of people that. did that too. Yeah. And I don't you think know, on purpose. I think it was just more of like I can't handle. I, just, I don't know if I can so tune in next week. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. want to see this again. I loved that person, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see that happen to people. You right. know, like he didn't go out heroically. He was on his knees and got his fucking head bashed in. And you see, it was get... it was not a valiant death. Yeah, and I'm and I'm Pathetic. guessing because I think that was again, this is the second death of Glenn that I missed. Yeah. So we're well, hearing about just how gruesome it was. It like pushed the the envelope yeah. for cable television, and, and I think and I think they lost in yours. a Game of Thrones world. So yeah, and I and I see that because of the emotional attachments, which ironically are the reason they have such a because let the numbers behind The Walking Dead, like one of the biggest shows in the history, the biggest on. Cable, the biggest audience on cable. Actually, no, the biggest period, right? Like for like a season I premiere. I think it, like it regularly was hitting seventeen, eighteen million viewers. I feel like I read once, which was about what the Roseanne reboot got, yeah. which is on a network television show, which was based on a beloved old franchise. So to get those kind of numbers on a regular basis from just such a it's almost cruel. People aren't enjoying watching it. Marky, I've heard you say it to me in friendly situations and even here on the show about how it makes you uncomfortable to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, but you can't stop watching. You are right. the biggest viewer of the three of us. So it's like a bad drug. So when you say, I Here, don't like, here's a different flavor of a bad drug. You you want to get hooked on that? You almost want to say no. I do Which think, I think when, it, is when, it, when it actually Fear came the out, Walking Dead just doesn't have the viewership. Well, when it actually came out, I was really into Walking Dead. I got over that. I don't like to be uncomfortable watching movies or TV. So that's why I'm not. But a it's TV hard fan. to stop once you are, though. When you look at this show, and this is what every single panelist that we're going to bring you, <laughs> they all say the same thing. This is a human drama. It's not a zombie show. And when you get caught up in that, in the, you know, the the whole apocalypse of it. And it's, it's amazing. And there's a lot of guns. And it's always cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, so at the peak of that is when fear of the walking dead came out. And I, I did watch the first season 
The other thing too, though, is that I wanted to see it from the West Coast because I do think that that's more dangerous. It's a be- it's a worse place to be is in Los Angeles. You think yeah. traffic was bad before? That. Yeah, I mean, I just yeah. it it just took me four hours <laughs> to get here yeah. from L.A. <laughs> like, it's where do, what about all these people trying to get out at the same time, and mm-hmm. where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's it's very frightening to me. So I was I was really interested in that. Um, and I liked it. It was a, it was a fine show. I liked that. It, it had a really good finale. Um, the characters were good. Uh, one of the main characters, I, I'm forgetting his name, but you know, he's a junkie and he's surprisingly very good at surviving in a zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. The sun, those, yeah. those survival instincts of being a junkie yeah. serve you well in the zombie apocalypse. I think they even positioned it as. Oh, these! Ju- it was just uh, these junkies. It was like bath salts, kind of like correct. Quite, oh, these right. are guys are just ODing and turn into zombies or bath salts. But um, it, but yeah, they were their actual zombies. Yeah, it it actually kind of explains how how could the authorities not see it coming? Well, it's because at first, for a moment, they misunderstood what mm-hmm. it was. So they thought that they were all homeless or junkies right. or crazy. And that was the cool take because. In The Walking Dead, Rick just wakes up in the zombie apocalypse. This, you yeah. see this shit unfold. Correct. And all where you unfold. Reasoning, right. and they're in school, um, and there's, what's going on, this and that. You're right. This, If you could consider this a prequel, to give you a little credit, it's that it does show the moment where... No, no, hold on. Wait, wait. It, it, it shows the moment where Rick is asleep. Yeah. Now, which, which is actually, this is the first time I've heard two people talking about the show in a way that makes me want to go, eh, that makes me want to catch it. Yeah, it's going to be something different. Well, it's um, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's what his point yeah. was. And um, yeah. it, okay, yeah. but now it, it does. It shows you a different perspective, but it wasn't a different show. And so yeah. it looks like they're they are changing. They're they're shaking shit up because, yeah. like again, the premise that we just outlined. Mm-hmm. It's on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Mexicans. There is no water. Guess by the way. And this is where I saw it going, and this is where, I, and I, since I stopped watching after the first season, I believe from what I've heard, they're in Mexico now. They got, they did go yes. to Mexico at some point. They got on a boat and they went down to Mexico. I don't know where they're at now. Now, and I've, I go to TJ a lot, and you'll go walking around, and on the side of there's a bunch of houses up on a cliff, and on the side there's just all kinds of trash. In the zombie apocalypse, there's a lot of handy shit in there. Yeah. Oh, I should. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of tarps with only a few holes in them and shit that you (laughs) could really use. There's a lot. You could live off the land in Mexico. You know, like, if you can just get there, I think there's a. I think. I don't know. Like, again, it just. It brings that world that's. uh, That's. It's in Georgia. It's hot and it's swampy Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. And that's great and it's exciting. And we get attached to the character, all that stuff. But you put it on the West Coast, things are going to change. And surprisingly, Mexico's the place to go. You can't go east. You want to no. go to Arizona? You're yeah. not going to live out there. You're dead. Yeah. There's no water, dude. There's, there's, a, there's a long yeah. history of people wandering <laughs> through Arizona and dying. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. So, uh... it, so the premise of the show is there. But in the execution of it, it was just – it was the worst parts of The Walking Dead. It was the – the monotony, the heartbreak, I the, fucking the, agree with you the things jumping out at every corner, like the uncomfortableness yeah. that I don't like. The stuff that they kind of already got in the first season of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, it's already which, covered. Which is, and I got to tell you, I was a big fan then, and I loved it. And, like, the way the first episode, I think, like the pilot ended with uh, with Rick, like, climbing, like, scurrying into that tank. In the tank. With and a then, gang of zombies, like, and, and covering it. Glenn like on the radio. Yeah. And Glenn yeah, on the radio. Like, doing like holy shit, I've got to see the next one. That kept me hooked. And, boy, that formula worked for, like I said, I eventually kind of got numb to it because of, this is my complaint about The Walking Dead. The franchise I know is still doing gangbusters, you know, As even though they have been bleeding some viewers because when you make us care that much about characters who are always doomed, eventually you're going to lose us. You're going to walk me off the cliff. But a good story like something that Breaking Bad did that Mad Men did. So we know AMC is capable yeah. of doing this. Which I think in the long run they are going to do. But, you know, they seem to have this idea that I, they've already blown it in the long run for me because I don't – anything that happened in season one, two, three of Walking Dead doesn't mean anything anymore. They just are working their way up to get to that crazy finale spot again. Well, but see, and that's see, this is but when this is you where, do it with okay. that much flash and tension, it eventually makes me numb to it. So at okay. this point, I can't work up that care. I had to abandon these characters for their own good. All right. Well, uh, you know, I don't. Um, of course, you know, you are entitled to it. Whatever you know, but it does seem to me like these are. This is a. Uh, uh, it's a organic process in the the, the writing and the curation of yeah. a story over a long period of time. The one thing about The Walking Dead, to its best and worst abilities, is not afraid to kill their characters and start things new and to do things fresh and in a new way. Yeah. The 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 best part about Fear the Walking Dead was that it did show you that part that how do we get to the moment where Rick woke up. That's yeah. what Fear the Walking Dead did in that first season. Unfortunately for me, that's my interest stopped there. Yeah. Okay. Because and, otherwise right. it's just more of watching the same. Correct. I already little... I already saw it from point B already. The, you know, I don't care right now I didn't really care. Yeah. So what the writers appear to be doing now, um, if you haven't heard, yeah. <laughs> and if you've stuck through this episode long enough, you've heard because you're obviously interested in The Walking Dead. But what they're doing is they're taking a character from The Walking Dead who started in the very first episode uh, by one of my favorite actors, Lenny James. Yeah. Uh, been in a couple of big movies recently. He was in the second Blade Runner movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in another movie here. This Anyway, um, his character, Morgan who was on the first couple of episodes and then recently rejoined. Yeah, like badass. came back as like a big surprise season as a, later. As a Aikido bowmaster, mm-hmm. I mean, badass and crazy, but still awesome. And somehow he's going to end up on the West Coast. Or already has, because if no. he's just coming to the West Coast now, it's like three years earlier. It wouldn't be three years earlier. Happened, but yes, it would, because this is only Dead. season four of Fear the Walking Dead. And if you watch The Walking Dead, they are on season nine. So it's five years in the future compared to what you're seeing here in 2018, watching season four of Fear the Walking Dead. Do you know for sure that it's a prequel? 
How, well, it's not you know a this? prequel. It's just a companion show that started five years later. Well, no. Or, so, or earlier. No, he's saying no. it's a prequel, literally. Yeah. Well, it's saying that the new show, that it, the premiere of season four, in chronology, compared to the finale of season nine of Fear the of Walking Dead, would be season four five of years earlier, mm-hmm. chronologically. So we know Morgan's going to live because after he's done with the Clark family, he's going to move on and then meet up with Rick in Alexandria, which happened two, three years ago on The Walking Dead. So, But he's already carrying a bow. Right. So he was in Georgia and then met with the Aikido master, the cheesemaker, learned how to fight with the bow staff, and then left to some other place and then came back? Again, I don't know. I, when, is he carrying a bow? He is on all the teaser. He's carrying oh, okay. it on. I mean, it's from my memory of the promotional stuff. He's carrying a, a bow. Well, maybe that's by the end of the season. I don't know. You know what? Lots we'll of questions yeah, that, that, that will sense. be answered. How the hell did and he you know? And I know that you guys, if you had answers, anyway. you'd have them because you went all the way to Wonder F and Con. I know. And you talked yeah. to a bunch of people behind Fear the Walking Dead, which happens to include now at least a few people from The Walking Dead. Right. And so TMC somehow they're is saying over. we have got to do what we can to Just get people to watch Fear the Walking Dead. Shuffle the deck a little bit. Because you can't keep it's The AMC. Walking Dead. Oh, you know what? AMC should be spending more money doing it, putting it all on poor TMC. Yeah. And, you know, um, from what I heard, um, I'm interested in checking out to see this new uh, this new angle on it. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, in my opinion, The Walking Dead either has to get either way happy and end or just kill everybody off and end so that the franchise can move in a different direction. Because, my God, poor, poor Grimesy has got to have a heart attack. <laughs> This kind of stress is not good for a man. Yeah, he's lost everything. Every single thing. Yeah. I mean, and... Uh, Grimes, nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's tough to keep watching a show about a guy who keeps losing everything. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll find a way to end it. But they were already thinking ahead. They're like, we got to... You know, the, the, I'm afraid they're kind of making pate out of the goose that lays golden eggs here in this <laughs> franchise. <laughs> That's brutal. But they are giving it a shot. So much so... That they are literally ending the biggest cliffhanger on cable television to a season and then premiere. Second, and I bet it's one of those network tricks where, like, the credits flash by in less than four seconds, and all of a sudden it's boom, uh, you know, uh, some crazy weird bridge in between the two of them, and seconds later you're watching the new one. Oh, they don't want to miss that lead in, bro. Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, and yeah. in fact, they even were they were so desperate they were willing to talk to us. And uh, so you guys were able to go out there. Uh, with my help, you got a bunch of audio from uh, some a couple of press tables with the stars and producers. And after this little break, I think we should come back. We should talk about what you learned. Yep, or hear some of it. Monster for breakfast today. <laughs> From 1985. I want some cereal. Yeah. You guys uh, 
Yeah, that that commercial worked. Well done, I know. Post or General Mills, I can't recall. It was, uh, it, was, it was it was real catchy. It was the only cereal I could think of that had a zombie. Yeah, that's uh, zombie enough. It's zombie-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's Frankenberry. Zombie adjacent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that that was the best I could do. I, I think yeah. it's pretty good. And, and I think we can all agree. Hey, if they kill Frankenberry, we all leave the show, right? Definitely. Oh. Would, yeah. would the mummy be more of the zombie? Because the mummy's an undead uh, monster. Oh no, he's not. Is he undead? Well, well mummies yeah, are, are different. It's a different kind of undead. I think, it's I think a it's curse. A, if a zombie usually, bites but... you, you're a zombie. But if a mummy bites you, you're not. You're a... <laughs> that's right. yeah, there you go. Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. That's good. That's right. That right. That, right. that works. Well, but if a Frankenberry bites you, it's just delicious. You, you, get, you get some. You, get some <laughs> you red, bite back. Get some red yeah. oh. mm. Hey, be careful! The biting thing is my stick. Oh, <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, all these counts. Get them out of here. Okay. Uh, hey, welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we're still talking The Walking Dead, uh, and we should be because you guys went, as I said, all the way to WonderCon. Yeah. You got, we have got this audio. This was the best press room, um, and this was like the traditional, everybody's in front, all the reporters are together on one side, yeah. and we're just shouting questions at them. And, yeah, like uh, uh, yeah. Slinging, slinging arrows. Yeah, this yeah, is, right. yeah. And like so, Michael Corleone coming out of the uh, the Senate confirmation <laughs> hearings and stuff. Yeah. Michael Corleone does this, and Michael Corleone does that. <laughs> I, know, I know that. That's uh, Pantangeli. That's, yeah, that's Pantangeli. You want to talk about Pantangeli real quick here, Johnny? I, I, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any reason to stay on time. <laughs> we're, we're all really tired. All right, so uh, back to The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. talk about Godfather all day. All right, all right so uh, we've got what we've got here in The Walking Dead coming up this Sunday is I think it's uh, AMC realizing they have got to get the job done. They have got to get as many viewers from their incredibly weird, ravenous fan base yes. from The Walking Dead over to Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. One of the ways they're doing this is they're pulling uh, Lenny James. Yes, because the other goal is to basically save both franchises in one swoop. Yeah. That's what they're doing here because we've already discussed how they're, they're, we're like losing – they are losing viewers – they're Relatively speaking, all time well for the yeah. show, it's yes. all time lows. Correct, like the lowest you know of the season lowest finale. Y- y- yada, yada. And we talked about yeah. reasons why that might be. Right. These right? are numbers like on TNT, a show could keep going. They right. call it a yeah. hit. Yes, but when you're talking about something that was getting like fifteen, eighteen million viewers, it's now getting like nine, twelve million viewers. Yes. There's a problem, and then the new spinoff. Spinoffs are notoriously hard, but this one they put so much money into. They're like, we got to give this another chance. So this is what they're doing. And it also has wicked potential, by the way. We we already we already we already talked about that. It like, has wicked potential, wicked potential and three seasons in yes. which it has failed to actually capitalize on. Well, that. we don't know that for sure. I mean, numbers wise, yes. As yeah. far as, as far as we know, it's That's not hitting I mean. the Walking Dead. Yeah. 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 No, but no, anyway, no, I have no, a no. feeling the thinking upstairs at uh, at AMC is all right. We are going to throw absolutely everything we can. Big media blitz. We Big are lead in. Put a huge lead in yeah. with the most anticipated Negan, and they have been pushing the Negan Rick Grimes. 
thing. I don't even watch the show anymore. And, and I'm you aware care. of yes, this. And you like want it, this. Like it seems like something that is somehow in the forefront you know, of like cultural knowledge. You know that. So they that, are pushing that, this uh, so hard. That commercial the, Rocky with the, the the American flag glove and then the and Soviet the, Union. The, yeah, for Rocky yeah, but Four instead the, of that, it's going to be the bat and then – Rick Grimes is uh, his freaking uh, 357. Right. Wearing a big hat or something. Just, yeah, I just, see that. That's what's going to happen, man. And that's what, yeah, tune in this Sunday for the Battle Royale. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> they're doing this, and they're doing this with the sole purpose of this is the final count. This is the final attempt. This is it, guys. Yeah. This is the they, biggest. What they want to do is get as many people who yes. might still be tangentially interested <laughs> in The Walking Dead to be watching right at that moment at, I assume, right about 8.58 p.m. Eastern yeah. Time as whatever goes down goes down and we're all breathless. And then moments later, after that 10-second uh, credit scroll, boom, you've got Fear of the Walking Dead. They are dumping as many eyes as they possibly can into this. And to entice people, they have characters from The Walking Dead who somehow have made it from the East Coast on foot. To the West Coast. To the West Coast, who presumably will go <laughs> back often. to the East Coast. I don't want to get lost in the weeds on this. But, like, they are Unlikely. promising, uh, you know, uh, you know, fucking Woody, Sam... Cliff and Norm are all going to be on Frasier this Tuesday right. to give a big shot in the arm. So that's what they're trying to do. But they are, at the same time, they have creative talents behind them who are trying to do it right. Yes. they. And as a matter of fact, changed, I think yes. you were trying to stir the pot a little bit at the uh, – at the, uh, at the WonderCon press oh, table with them. I did start Marky, in a little bit. You, yeah. we, you, you actually asked a producer and I believe uh, Fear the Walking Dead showrunner Scott Gimple. Well, and he, yes, Exec- he's the executive producer. Uh, executive not, producer. They hired two new showrunners to replace the old showrunners. So Always a good sign a for bit. a show. And then bringing in the exec producer from the mothership to Fear. Oh, yeah, Greg, Greg Nicotero was... Or Nicotero came over, but Gimple was ahead of The Walking Dead. Now he's ahead of this one, too. So. I think Nicotero's a director, though, too. Right, director, yeah. writer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, you asked Scott Gimple, who is now helming what is supposed to be the savior fourth season mm-hmm. of Fear the Walking Dead, and you asked him if they, uh, like... They compete. Like, do you always? Yeah, I, I, I was. Are you guys trying to one up each right. other? Right. Well, th- this is what he had to say about that. I, I mean, the goal was always to complement each other, and and I think um, the shows are very, very distinct. And I think for three years, Fear has been doing amazing work in carving out its own space in this universe. I'd say if there's one thing, it's just feeling more like a shared universe, but. To keep fear's distinctiveness. So you know, pretty succinct answer. Didn't yeah. want to. Didn't want to take a dump on his old show. Just trying to shine up his new show. But then they got a little more in depth when uh, after you asked that question, someone else. This this is why uh, those those little pressers are great. Because one fan reporter like us asks a good question, uh-huh. they try and dodge it. Someone else came right in. Right in Left hook. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and said, okay, well then, how are you going to complement each other? And this is what Scott Gimple had to say. And uh, Greg Nicotero, in my opinion, kind of jumps in to bail him out later. He, <laughs> he does totally it a little does. more eloquently. Yeah. This is their take on it. 
I think having worked on it so long and being so familiar with it all the way back from season two, and also just being someone who watched Fear, uh, you you ensure that you keep Fear's integrity, that you keep doing the things that made it what it was. Um, it was just expanding it out, really, and uh, continuing on with the characters' journeys. The characters would make the show so different. Um, Greg works on both of them. So yeah. uh, there's some things that look, you know, similar because they share a universe. But even then, we want to make sure that, that they feel like very different places in the universe, very different situations. People have been through different things. I mean, I will say, uh, seeing the first dailies of, um, yeah, I'm trying to be vague too, uh, Lenny and the existing cast, uh, it is sort of a geek out moment. It is really cool. And it, it to me, it felt like they had been living under the whole, the same sky the whole time. Yeah. It didn't feel... Uh, strange to me, and that's it's really that's really infectious. You know, Lenny brings something to this already amazing show. You know, one thing that you know the walkers are are going to be a lot more prevalent in the show. You know, in, in past uh, in past seasons of Fear, you know, we've had so much going on that the walkers always felt sometimes like a little bit of a secondary character, and now they're they're a bit more uh, front and center. A bit. But, a more. bit more. No, I'm using the, the bite the bit, word. I know, yeah, the okay. bite word. Uh, I got it. I yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, uh, a joke but is I will good when you have to explain it. When you have to explain yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for me, listen, for me who's lived in the Walking Dead universe for nine years, I, I read the first couple scripts. I was so excited about it that I called Scott immediately and just said, listen, I love where this, the, the storytelling is unique, it's different. It's got its own personality, its own its own uh, style, and I wanted to jump over to fear as quickly as I could. I had even wanted to try to direct a couple, but everything I'm doing on, on Walking Dead and editing and then prepping next season, I couldn't find the time to do it. But I was really disappointed because the scripts were so good uh, and the storytelling, and you know, with with the original cast and Lenny and Garrett and Jenna and everyone that's part of the show, it, it gets me excited about it. And so I can only imagine uh, how, how the fans and the viewers are going to respond because it's astonishing work that everybody's been doing. And, and I, can't, I know you guys, who saw it, who watched it? You, it's great. I mean, the first couple episodes are amazing. I know some of you are like, oh, we don't want to watch it because we don't want to spoil it. But I'll tell you, it's, uh, I can't wait for people to see it. So that's the view on moving from The Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. As Greg Nicotero explains, it's a it's an interesting transition. And again, I think that one is being orchestrated like from the top. Oh yeah. Case in point, they're bringing over a huge fan favorite character, the biggest Morgan, yeah. played by Lenny James, Lenny James, who you guys were able to talk to. And what was that like? Because he's established Walking Dead royalty. Well, I think uh, I was the only one uh, that actually got two questions in. Um, one of them was <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You take you you do take a good score like that yeah. when um, you do a presser. And so uh, I asked a quick one for him. I'm sure you're going to play that soon. Um, and then I asked another one to um, that was to Scott Gimple. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, when it comes to him, and, and this is what is so interesting about this is that 
I've been a fan about Lenny James uh, since Jericho. I'm a big fan of Jericho. You know, shout out to my Jericho people. Um, <laughs> but uh, Lenny James was a pivotal character in that series. And again, I'm not a big zombie show guy, right? Yeah. I knew about The Walking Dead because of the comics, and I go to Comic Con and I know about all that stuff. But I'm like, what am I going to like about this show? The thing that I anchor to is I know Lenny James. Oh, and I know the guy from Love Actually, too. That He plays Rick Grimes. <laughs> um, but um, I know Lenny James, right? And so he was my anchor originally to Walking Dead. Okay? And then they're yeah, bringing he's, this he's character. like the first other human being that Rick Grimes finds, right? His life he was the yeah, first, yeah. basically, because yeah. all he saw was zombies and dead things, and then yeah. he meets Morgan. Yeah, and he kind of he's the one that catches him up to season three of Fear the Walking Dead. Apparently, right? That's that's where he. No, wait, that's is that right? No, no. <laughs> well, well, let's okay. not worry we'll about the chronology, right. the well, timelines. But um, okay, so so he uh, he ends up yeah he meets this character. He's he's started from from the from the very beginning, and he kind of leaves the show for a little while, and then he, and then he comes back victoriously as this badass Akito <laughs> Bowmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then so. Somehow, he's going to end up on Fear the Walking Dead. We have no idea how. Yeah. This is all part of the bait. Right. We don't know. And all they've I'm, said is, hey, kind of a shock, guess who's right? going to be right. on this show, regardless of the timeline. I don't know. Lots of mysteries. Is he going to go there and come back? I don't know. Or is he going to leave here and go there? I they don't know. Essentially, there's been such shakeup, I think, behind the scenes at Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, and so many things, they're like, they've understood that fans just aren't engaging with it. Right. So they're promising huge changes. Yep. And they're like, if they could take one character from The Walking Dead, bring him over there. Without sacrificing in, The Walking Dead. Because, without sacrificing because The Walking he, Dead. Because he's left already. Mm -hmm. He's already not been a part of it. Or it's somewhere in the middle because or the timeline is murky. So they, there's a lot of like weird angles they could come up with where they kind of get away with it with him. You can't suddenly have Carl show up. You mean Carl? <laughs> no matter how Carl you Cole. call him, there's no way he actually does a cameo on Fear the Walking Dead. It's just impossible. There's just enough various gray areas in Morgan's character where they can do it. So they grab him. He's over there. So we're to Lenny James, the actor is another one who's like joining with Scott Gimple and Greg Nicotero coming over from the big boy show mm -hmm. where we've been doing this for years. Like, okay, kids, we're going to show you how it's done. Yeah. And I mean, and he's, he's constantly like Morgan's character. It's like, he's the one that introduces Rick to this world. Yeah. Right. And then like every time you see Morgan, he's, completely different the yeah. second time you see him is like in season three or something and he's just holed up armored to the teeth yeah he's kind you of know. lost he's a certain totally humanity crazy. but he's become yeah, a right. total survival right. machine there's a whole lot of and then he ends up exactly and then and this might be and a then he, but then that. but then he leaves again from the walking dead mm -hmm. somehow learns a keto <laughs> well, and then we find out that he hooks up with this cheesemaker out 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 in the woods, and he learns this stuff. So we the the third time we see him, he's an Aikido master badass, mm -hmm. right? Right. What are we going to see of Morgan now? What yeah. version? Like, or what version it, of yeah, this? Somewhere in the past is yeah. coming in the future because they can play with the timeline now. And so even if all this adds up to some incredibly suspiciously soft narrative clay to mold some transition into, uh, it, at least uh, producer Scott Gimple was, when pressed, uh, insistent 
that actually the transition is very natural and organic and that, in fact, it may have been planned from early on. Now, this is what he had to say about bringing Lenny James and Morgan on board. Well, the story that we were pursuing in fear opened the door for Morgan. It, it wasn't that the story was sort of customized for Morgan. It was when we were talking about fear and what we loved about it uh, and where we wanted to go with it. It got exciting to think about, oh, this character would really apply to Morgan, or this story would really apply to Morgan because we, you know, we were on episode 13 on Sunday, uh, Walking Dead, but, you know, we were well down the line when we were working on Fear. It got confusing at some point, but, uh, yeah, this, is, this was just the perfect place for Morgan to wind up. So there he is trying to prove to all of us that this is not a gimmick, even though if this works, it's going to be a great gimmick. Uh, but now, you know what? That's enough. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Let's go straight to the actor now when he asked Lenny James about his transition. This is what he had to say. Wow. Um, well, uh, the, trans the, the transition, I was not expecting that question. So... <laughs> The transition was kind of forced upon him, really. He lost his family and had to do something else, and then he lost his mind. And then he was kind of rescued by Eastman, who put him back together. And, um, and now he's trying to figure out how he exists in the world as a man who doesn't kill. How's that going? <laughs> well, actually, You're about say. to find out. <laughs> So there we go. That's uh, uh, Lenny James's take on how his character Morgan is transitioning from one show to the next. Uh, and in that, I read they are trying to get as much of the old guard involved, and they want everyone to know this is happening. Mm. This is like like when Woody and and Norm and Cliff and Sam all showed up on Frasier. Not all at the same time. In the time, first season. But, yeah, some, but yeah, yeah, where they're like, we need to give them a little more. It was more. always some like season finale where Ted yeah. Hansen was a special guest. It's kind of yeah. like, it's so that's, like when, what, um, that's what they're trying to tease us. And he right. might only be in there for 15 minutes of the first episode or something. But. Yeah, sure. No, I was, I was going to say it was like when Worf joined Deep Space Nine. Or yeah, and, or he becomes four, like a, right, like a regular, a regular cast member where in like a slowed down couple of seasons that just cover like... And it one, one fall or something, they it, might actually get away with that. It, it could work. I mean, initially you look at a main character from the original show as like a stunt cast. Okay, they're desperate. But it, I think it goes along with the transition of the show from bringing in some of these heavy hitters behind the scenes, um, in front of the camera, to help revitalize the show. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but... Yeah, like they almost tried to make it too much of a... Uh of a different beast and now they have to recognize they need to add some of the original DNA back in. But at the same time, there's a whole cast of characters that started from the beginning and they're still there. Yeah. And one of them was also sitting at uh, at a table called Alicia Debnam Carey. She plays, uh, it's a stretch, but she plays Alicia on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and she has evolved. Her character has evolved to like a like a leadership role which is something that is kind of a hallmark for the Walking Dead franchise. A lot of characters come on and they're forced into these positions and it's about seeing how they take to it. And this this is how she feels her character has progressed. I don't think we've even truly even seen the full potential of where that can go yet. 
Um, I think there's a hint of it, obviously, towards the end of season three, which was really exciting. And you're right, I don't think she saw herself as, as that person because it's always been behind the shadow of her, of her mother or her brother. So um, for her to be in that position is unique and, and um, you know, different for her. But then this, this new season, I mean, it showcases it in an entirely different way. Um, another very vague statement, <laughs> but um, I think what's been amazing with this character's journey is that it just has constantly been stepping up to this level of maybe wanting an expectation of where she should be, and it's, it seems like it's slowly starting to get there, uh, well, at least for me. All right, and that's, uh, that's uh, Alicia Debnam Carey. You know, when she first started, uh, again, I saw you know, half the, the first season, but she was the teenage daughter, you know. Uh, so now going into season four, just see her kind of rise up in the ranks and kind of become more more of a badass, it's pretty interesting. Again, the more I watch these panels, man, just it was more interesting, and I, I want to watch the show. I want to catch up. So uh, that's that's good. I think that's exactly the feeling they're trying to impart through these panels. Yeah, I, I think uh, th- this was something that like uh, um, this this allows us as whoever hung on through Walking Dead, and I, mm-hmm. there's still millions of us, and I am definitely one of yeah, them. Yeah, still a hit show. But it gives us the opportunity to transition fully into fear now, because now we have a real anchor. We have we have this like we have this like pathway to get into Fear the Walking Dead, you know. And it's it's through Morgan, right? Yeah. So now, so whatever. I'm not gonna go back and watch season two and three. I don't care, because just like you hear that AMC, just like Grimes waking up in the middle of this apocalypse, I'm gonna. <laughs> this is you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up. From yeah, there. I'm gonna wake up into Fear the Walking. No, no, I did see season one, but yeah. I don't know how they got to Georgia. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It doesn't matter because I'm gonna I'm gonna experience Fear the Walking Dead through Morgan's eyes, just yeah. like I started watching. That'll help it, yeah, because yeah. you kind of already trust him, so he's Correct. lending his his character's gravitas. Mm-hmm. Whereas another uh, trick that they've got, aside from evolving characters already on the show like Alicia, mm-hmm. or adding the tried and true like Morgan, is bringing on someone with star power. Already to play a new role, which is what I think they're doing with Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman, and you even Dharma. got to talk to Jenna Elfman from Dharma. Uh, well, before we go further, uh, uh, just just to set the scene mm-hmm. again, remind us. Now you had you sat down with a on a round table. With no, a, the, well, they were on a round table, but they only took up a, like a half of the you know. Of the uh, what is it, a semisphere? Yeah, they were on uh, one side of the table. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like the panel of reporters. Yeah, so yeah. So Michael so, Corleone yes. at the Senate. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We were all sitting like on chairs, and there 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 were some tables behind us, but yeah. we 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 just formed a wall of flashy lights, reporters, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fedoras, you know, fedoras with, with press the little, stickers with hanging press stickers out. On there. I was yeah. in the hallway. <laughs> I was in the hallway, kind of peeking in. Um, we were like, you know, we everybody was smoking. Yeah. It was awesome. So, um, so like, like the old days, pay phones and deadlines. <laughs> sir, could you Don't stop you vaping, please? Stop vaping, sir. And so uh, we were there. So and the first table the first was, table, who was sitting at the first table. Well, this is the great. Okay, so again, it was Maggie Grace, mm-hmm. who we all know from Takening. 
Yep. Okay. And we'd love Maggie the Grace. Take, the takening too. <laughs> takening harder. Uh, we know Jenna Elfman. Okay. Jenna so, Dharma. Uh, Greg and Dharma. Dharma yeah. and Greg. Maggie plays Althea. Uh, Jenna Elfman is a new character. Naomi. D- there's Danae Garcia who plays Lu- uh, Luciana, and then we had the two producers. Showrunners. Yeah. Uh, showrunners, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was Andrew Chambliss and then Ian Goldberg. Um, and so we were there, and we were late getting there, if you remember. Yeah, it was the end of it was the, the end other show. of um, Badlands. Badlands, yeah. Right. And we were at another – we were interviewing a lot of people that day. Dude, so this is, Convention Center is huge, bro. And yeah, come yeah. on, we were hustling. but It's not as big as yeah. San Diego's. But and you made big. a judgment call, and you decided to go to the Goodlands. <laughs> yeah, we and went to and the I don't blame you at all. So you had to run back at the end of the Badlands. No, no, we, we, we caught the last few seconds of Into the Badlands. We were in the back. We didn't, like, go and wedge our, ourselves to the front mm-hmm. to try to get good. You know, we're like, <laughs> we, we got here late. We're not going to be dicks. So yeah. we just kind of sat in the back. We figured a couple of chairs would clear out because some people are there just for the Badlands. Sure. Yeah. So we're just so, – so we just kind of waited. And then uh, – Which I was fun about. That show is pretty badass, too. But it, anyway. Yeah. It's a, that is a crazy show. Yeah. I, I, I hope next, to watch it Maybe someday. next year we can schedule our press stuff accordingly, and we'll do a special about End of the Badlands. Uh, if it can hold on for one more season. I know. And um, so um, I ended up uh, I ended up getting a, a spot right in the front row. I even set up a tripod. I, I took some video of it. Um, Johnny Heck even posted something for us. Yeah, on, we're going to uh, put some uh, video on YouTube. Yeah, also, it was awesome. So stay tuned for that. And so, uh, did, um, did it live on Periscope? Yeah, Periscope. I believe I heard. Oh, I got I a lot the of stream, listening. but yep. yep. I actually tried, but I couldn't get any internet access. Like I could not get my phone to work. I tried to Periscope people. Sorry, I kind of let you down on that. Um, I'll do better. Um, and um, one of the tricks. This is for all of you podcasters out there. You want a little trick? Um, what you do is you take your recorder and you put it right – well, if if they already have those, like, name tags on each microphone and if there's someone specific that you want to talk to, put your microphone right in front. Just yeah. walk up to the – just put it right there. Yeah. yeah. You've got one of those little, uh, you know, portable the little digital recorders, digital recorders mm-hmm. with a decent mic. You're going to get good audio from one and a half yep. people. Make a decision at a semicircle table. <laughs> and I've seen yeah. Marky so, do yeah. it a number of times. Yeah. He almost takes the takes the mic and just puts it in their pocket. He's so close. Yeah. He's like <laughs> right in their face. And at first, I kind of laughed. I was like, "Well, shit, it works." You know, he goes boop right in front of him. And it's like, you yeah, I'll, I'll I'll put a mic in one pocket right. and then my demo reel will go in the other pocket. <laughs> <laughs> my script. <laughs> so uh, we were there. Um, we had okay. So it was. Again, Maggie Grace, Jenna Elfman, Danny Garcia, and so on. Um, and then we were excited that we caught that table. We didn't know what was going on but so because we were late. I wanted to go see Lenny James. I told you he was my window into this world. Yeah. I love this actor. Um, yeah. But he you wasn't start, there. One of the reasons you liked The Walking Dead was because of Lenny James. In the first place. And one of the reasons you are willing to go back to Fear the Walking Dead is, is Lenny because James. of Lenny James' character. So 100%. that's how much love you have behind Lenny James. But, I believe it. But he didn't come out with this group. Even though we have good seats, like the best yep. seats, and we have Maggie Grace and Jenna Elfman. I mean, we, how could you be sad about that? That's awesome. Right. And yet there's no Lenny James. And we're like, okay, well that's fine. At least, you know, we got this. I didn't know. I thought maybe he canceled or maybe he just wasn't making this or whatever. And so this 
this first part of it ends and then people start to leave, we actually did kind of start to pack a little bit. And then we figured out that, wait, wait a minute, there's another half of this panel coming out now because they were taking pictures behind the curtain. There's a teaser for yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of the credits. Don't go anywhere, <laughs> Don't go everybody. anywhere. Sit there. And so, yes, the second round comes out. About a third of the people had already left, right? So I got a little bit closer. The mic moves a little bit closer, right? Oh. Um, and then so we ended up talking to Lenny James, Scott Gimple, Greg Nicotero, uh, Alicia Debnan, okay? Um, Alicia Debnan Gary? Yeah, and uh, what's the what's what's her character's name? Uh, Alicia. <laughs> oh, no, but hers is spelled, okay, no, it's Alicia. She's Alicia with the Y. Her character is Alicia with an I, yep. which makes total sense to spell it correctly. Yeah, um, well, it seems that, yeah, she can see better that way. <laughs> like if she has a driver's license or something in the apocalypse, <laughs> give us a fuck how your name is spelled. Yeah, give, um, up, give up on, on the Y. <laughs> she's like shooting shooting zombies with like the stranger. And then they're like, run, oh, what's your Alicia, name? Run. It's Alicia. <laughs> with a Y. Because <laughs> of fuck. Um, okay. And then, uh, oh, Garrett Dillahunt was there. Garrett Dillahunt. Yes. You know I love him. Love this guy. He was in every awesome show of yeah. 2008. I wish he actually, I would love to do a, that one guy episode oh, just about awesome. him. But he's almost too good for me, I he's, think. He, he, well, we had, yeah. I mean, we've had Michael Ironside, so. We, we yeah, yeah, you know what? Um, Bring him. But, uh, yeah, this guy was so good. He played two different characters on Deadwood, mm-hmm. a, a show loaded with awesome actors. And he, he, got to, <laughs> he got to go on, get killed off, and come back come as back someone again. different. Exactly. Wild so stuff. this guy's awesome. Look up his IMDB page. I wish that we had really good audio of him, guys. Um, we really wanted to bring you some audio, but my mic was pointed. I think it was at uh, – James, yeah. Lenny James. I, this is I think, uh, well, no, yeah. on, on this one, it was no, pointed it at, was uh, at uh, uh, Lenny James. No. This was, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You, you have to make but decisions. But I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. you brought up Jenna Elfman because this was the first panel uh, where you didn't have the premiere microphone set up, but you still yep. got a good answer from Jenna Elfman, which was perfect because it's her talking about coming on as a new character. Mm-hmm about how she has to create a character from whole cloth in this burgeoning friend. You know what? She probably says it better. Jenna, take it away. Not <clears throat> my genre for that been the past whatever, but it, it actually was before I even knew I could do comedy. I was doing drama, and then the comedy boat went, and then I've just been on that cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I was super honored that they came to me for this. I was really ready for a change, something I really wanted was to lean in as a woman um, who's lived life and reared children and had a lot of experiences. I really, really was looking forward to a project where I could really lean into the human story and human emotion and, and tell a real story where I can stay in those moments and connect with people and really connect with humanity and this came my way and fell into my lap and I it's been incredible and the writing is superb it warms me I love it I get so excited for every script and the actors are incredible and you know you look at them in the scenes and you're in and it's such a delightful experience. So I'm really enjoying it. I feel very blessed to have gotten this opportunity 
to delve into this character, and I think the universe that Morgan's character is bringing is massive and important, and and I really, really, really like being. That was Dharma, yo. It was Dharma. <laughs> Instant Dharma gonna get you. Killing yeah. zombies. That's crazy. It, it was cool. We assume, again, there's yeah. so much in She was trying to be vague. You can just tell they weren't. They were thrown out in front of the press and told not to say anything. Right. What, it's so painful. What but, if? What if? What if it is Dharma? And, and, the, she, and she had to, she and had to shoot Greg in the head? Yeah. Oh, dude, man. you just blew my mind. I wasn't even going to go there, man. Blew his, too. <laughs> well, she was all hippie. I think she, that's she would. Why, well, yeah, that's why I think the viewers man. would want to, they would have to see her kill him. and Because if, if Greg killed Dharma, oh, oh no. Not in the Me no, Too time. Not going to fly. Yeah, I don't think so. Not going to fly. <laughs> I loved her. She was awesome in that show. Yeah, so, yeah, look at the zombies. If you're watching Fear of the Walking Dead, see if Thomas What's-His-Name shows up in a little quick cameo. <laughs> she's going to wear, yeah, she's wearing his, she has his head around her, like in a necklace or something. No, it was, it was, it was cool to see her, you know? I mean, I think at first when we were sitting down and, and she started to speak, again, we we're going through our notes and recording and stuff, and then I realized, oh, that's general. That's yeah. So it was kind of cool to. to yeah, yeah, I don't think that you even uh, knew for a while because I was just yeah. like, dude, that's fucking Dharma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and she's yeah. actually, and this is mean to just keep calling her Dharma because she has a a long. Oh, she's awesome. She's she she an established yeah. actress, and I think you know they choose someone like that when they're trying to bolster the cast. Right. Like I said, with evolving existing characters, adding old characters, can we, can and we now also, adding new characters that already have gravitas from the performers. Can we also add that this is, from our limited perspective, this is an actress, like, expanding her ability to, to us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we oh, know sure. her as this kind of, she's a, she's a goofy character, um, actress, right? I mean, she, Dharma's kind of goofy. Well, yeah, if you, you know what I mean? remember her yeah. on Dharma yeah. and Greg, yeah. but yeah. And then that's how she, when she was right. the girl. Yeah, you know, when, like, at her, from what I understand is her peak, you know, this, she's not holding a weapon. She's not killing things. Yeah. This is like she's going to have to expand what what we're <laughs> what our uh, expectations of her, or is, we're going know? to have to resize ours because we don't yeah. know if she's going to be holding a weapon, killing anybody. Anyway, that's the whole idea. They want you to tune in mm-hmm. to find out these answers. How the hell does Morgan get to at least Texas, Mexico, Los Angeles, wherever the hell season four is going to start? Is it going to be uh, a big time shift? Is it going to include uh, Jenna Elfman as a human or a zombie? I, there's I, a lot of questions I, we don't have because they a, refuse to answer. There's a high likelihood that you're going to have Grimes, Negan, and then they're about to, we're talking bat to machete. They're going to cross. Uh, and, and they're yeah. just going to go, boo, boo, boo. And then, and and then go everybody Morgan. wakes up. It's going to be and, awesome. I think it's going to be. That's all right. I know it's a crazy theory, but from what I'm hearing, it's not that nuts. You no. know, it, it's like they they have to do something crazy here. Well, like, from what I understand from some leaked photos from the set, is uh, Lenny James uh, takes a motorcycle, and there's a big ramp set up from Georgia to the edge <laughs> of Texas, and in the middle is a giant shark. 
Uh, but what he does, yeah, he, he just, just jumps gets, yeah. over the shark over to the West Coast, and that's when I still continue to not watch. Uh, but if I'm wrong, hey, everybody out there, uh, why don't you tweet us and tell me I'm an idiot? Why don't you tweet us and tell me I'm making a lot of sense? Whatever you want to do, uh, come and find us. Uh, well, stay classy, SBCC. Yeah. Uh, listen to us uh, on uh, podcasts, uh, wherever you might get them, on blogtalk.com. Uh, and listen to the Maddie P Radio's new show. Um, you guys, if you guys haven't caught this yet, uh, it's fucking bananas. Yes. It's if, called... Uh, if you like wrestling and you like flaming people. It's called Marks... My God, have we got something for It's you. called Marks vs. Pros... Um, uncensored. Uncensored. Do not forget uncensored. That is an important this part of it. This is not for kids by any means. Yes. Um, Maddie P Radio has a long legacy of just incredible talk. Um, they have a. There's a whole new crew that took over the studio yep. <laughs> over in the East Coast. Yep. And, and this and this stuff is uh, you're supposed to go on a ride. Yeah, I can promise. And if you are afraid, yes. you can't take the ride. If you're afraid, you'll be offended by anything. <laughs> don't get on. This is batshit crazy. But you got to give it a chance. You got to give yeah. it a listen. Enjoy. Uh, all right, everybody, listen. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk more about our WonderCon adventures over the next couple. Well, episodes. we have a lot of audio guys. Believe me, we're going to be talking about WonderCon for a long time. We're looking. We're going to be building up towards Comic Con. Uh, we're booking guests again you know we're really we are reinvesting uh we 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 promise and, and you re- know what we look fly while we do it yeah remember to go to itunes wherever you get your podcast and subscribe rate share with your friends tell your mothers we'd appreciate it maddiepradio.com y'all all right now come over here give me a kiss and that's enough of that Woo! now we know and knowing is half the battle oh this is enough of this